Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe of Nerds. Kearney, JJ, and I are back for Shaolin Showdown Part 2, talking about episodes 5 through 8. Uh, drastic improvement over the first four, so very excited to talk about it, and so we'll just get into the episodes and talk about our impressions. So we got episode 5 first up here, Shaney Boo, uh, and uh, the, uh, what are your guys' impressions of uh, Shaney Boo? Um, I do like Tubby Mora. I like that he's a competent villain, and it's just that he ends up getting beaten beaten by obscure knowledge. Um, to that effect, I also really like um, Master Phone's line: uh, "A drop of knowledge is worth more, or it's worth more than a sea of force." I think was the line. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew that the Raymundo focused episode was coming. No surprise there. I thought it was done real well. Um, and in the very end where he's playing video games when he's studying, that is totally something I would do. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Kearney, your thoughts on episode five? Uh, it's good. I know that, like, Shen Yibu comes up again, and I don't know, just a nice little piece of lore they introduce into the show, and it's good to see Ramundo get his... He gets a lot of spotlight in the show, I feel like, but this is probably like, the first one. Yeah. Him. Yeah, it's definitely the first first episode that they that he gets the spotlight. Um, and it, he does come up more, of course. I mean, they all do, but um, I mean, you can, you know, that you can tell maybe which couple people get more of the spotlight than the others, but in some cases, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I that Tubby Murrow's interesting. Um, my only issue is that they literally do the little kid thing of, oh, because this character is fat, let's just have him fart every single time he walks. Or it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> why are we having, why are we just doing that with every fat character in a kid's cartoon? Yeah, I mean, it is a kid show, but that's pretty, like, once or twice maybe, but yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah. But I do really like when he falls on Ramundo and like his whole body like he does like the Mrs. Incredible thing where it just pancakes <laughs> out and then like <laughs> some great animations or character animations in that episode. Yeah, we all visual gag. We got we got that was great. We got a ton of funny like animation faces. I mean Raymundo has quite a few good ones in this episode, like when he the Sword of the Storm passes through the uh Tubby Murrow's sword and he has just like the question marks in his eyes. that's good um there's the part where like omi's whole head like turns red and his eyes are like popping out and clay just like (laughs) picks him up and carries him away (laughs) yeah there's some there's some good stuff i mean this is really this episode really shine one of the shining episodes um all right let's talk about the um let's talk about the shengan moon this episode we have the sword of the storm and we have the shroud of shadows obviously we don't see too much from the shroud of shadows yet uh, but the Sword of the Storm, oh, uh, well, I was going to bring it out, but I do, uh, back in college, we did a, uh, in ATO, we did a LARPing day, uh, for Brotherhood Day, and I, uh, JJ might already know this, but I made a, uh, a Sword of the Storm for my weapon for LARPing, and it is awesome. Um, I would go grab it, but I don't want to get up in the middle of a podcast, so. <laughs> That's sweet, though. Yeah. So I still have it. So I'm. It's it's really really cool. Um, but I I I like again that we get like a pretty complex Shengan Wu and uh, Raimundo has to kind of learn how to use it by learning how to I guess be better himself. So I guess that's it's a it's a cool thing they do with this Shengan Wu and incorporate it in with Raimundo's character arc. Yeah, and we've already had a little bit of that with, like, the comb. I don't mm-hmm. remember the full name of that. Channel. Tangled web comb. Thanks. Um, I would like to see even more of it, though, with the Shangan Wu just not being able to be used right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we do get more of that a little bit in these four episodes. I expect we'll probably see even more of it later on. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Kearney, any thoughts on the uh, Sword of the Storm or Sh- uh, Shroud of Shadows? Um, it's sick. I, I I know the story of the storm comes up a lot more, and invisibility is always a cool thing. I feel like there's maybe we'll 
be more important when the serpent's tail comes up, but I feel like there's a lot of overlap with that one. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to, we'll get to the serpent's tail next week, um, oh, I sick. believe. So I I do agree with that one hundred percent that the shroud of shadows and serpent's tail are pretty similar. Um, and like um, I don't know, I <laughs> I do love the part where they also where Raimundo has like the idea from studying of putting the eye of Dashi and the sword of the storm, like combining Shangan Wu is re- a really really cool idea. So yeah, every time they do that, it's sick. Yeah. Like what do you what did you interpret from him combining those two? Um hmm I it, it's it's really really interesting how they kind of like combine like basically how when you put the sword of the storm together with the eye of dashi you're kind of you're moving fast as lightning basically but like I I don't know it's it's a really interesting concept um it, it's kind of hard to like it's very complicated how that works, but it's cool. Okay. Definitely makes me wonder how others would combine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely brings up so many more questions of like different Shangon Wu you could put together. But um, <laughs> I just I love how it, uh, Raymundo even when he beats Tubby Mara is just like super cocky and is just being like, "Yeah, you should have done your homework." And like, I don't know. I I I really enjoyed it. So. Um, all right, and then I guess, uh, Boo itself, like, wagering two Shangon Wu, like, that's extremely high stakes to put five Shangon Wu in, uh, up for grabs, like, I mean, really, uh, at this point, Jack just, I mean, obviously we know what happens next episode, but Jack literally gets down to one or two Shangon Wu after this because of the Boo. So... Yeah, this is a nice change of pace from the formulaic episode where one Shengdong Wu is found and then another one is found where they do a Shaolin showdown over wagering the first one found in that episode. So now we get to see them compete for more. I mean, still it was the Sword of the Storm and now the Cloak. So, like, I'm ready for a departure from that. Mm-hmm. But at least it's not like Digimon where every episode is basically the exact same thing. Or Pokemon, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon, like, you know what the... Combining those two Shengong Ru reminds me of, if you guys have ever seen the episode where, like, Pikachu and Pidgeotto are, like, in a fight together, and they, like, fly up into the sky and both get fused with lightning. I think it's Pikachu and Swallow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Pikachu and Swallow, like, I, they become, like, gold, and it's, like, really, really cool. Lightning and uh, and wind, yo. Yeah, I mean that's what happens. So I, it is cool, um, for sure. Um, and I guess do we have anything else to say on Tubby Mura as a character? Um, we're gonna see him come up again, of course, later in the show. But I, I want to see him back because he's the first villain that I haven't like disliked because the personality is just so over dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just straight up a villain and he's good at what he does. So mm-hmm. I really like him for that. Yeah. Kearney, any more thoughts on Toby Murrah? Um, and he got the real short end of the stick in that episode, but I, I know he'll be back and I'm rooting for him. You know, just trying to get a job. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I mean, all three of us can kind of relate to, he just want a job at this point. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I guess that's what everybody wants, to be honest, but, um... But, no, I want to be unemployed and somehow also rich, ideally. <laughs> I think way better. Same person. Hey, Brookie, you're totally wrong in this one. Okay. <laughs> Alright, um, alright, funniest moments or funniest quotes, we can bring up funny animations again, too. Um, I definitely think that the best quote of this episode is Master Fun saying, if you don't mind me, I'm going to try my hand at Goo Zombies 2. <laughs> 500 new levels. Definitely not interested. <laughs> I'm honestly yeah. watching four of them in a row. It's hard for me to separate out quote. So I can't think of anything specific to this episode right now. Okay, no no problem. Oh, also we have Dojo, uh, one of his other uh, disgusting uh, reactions to Shengon Wu as he <laughs> starts sneezing fire. <laughs> that 
it gets it doesn't get better <laughs> like the reactions get pretty much worse I feel like this like the, the rest of the episodes are pretty tame compared <laughs> to this one with all that stuff but like there's a couple down the line i'm still waiting for oh yeah i mean that i i think one that i can definitely think of off the top of my head it's like the beginning of season two there's a pretty gross reaction <laughs> And Dojo's the only one who reacts that way because Wuya can sense the the Shengang Wu too. She doesn't have any kind of reaction. Maybe it's because she's a ghost. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it, ghosts can't exactly break out in hives, but yeah, it's it's probably know, maybe they get ghost diseases. I I don't know how that works, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Spiritually transmitted diseases. I don't know. Also, we got to see Raymundo punt only like we talked about last week, so that was pretty cool. And punch him in the face. <laughs> you know, I don't really get why Raymundo was so uh, so mean to Obi all the time. Really, he just kind of bullies him a little bit. But yeah. Nope, that's exactly it. Yeah, I mean, it, he does. Um, I would say Omi does bully him back, so I mean, I guess it's pretty equal. Um, or Omi bullies him back later, I should say. I will we'll get to that in later episodes, but um, it, it ends up being pretty equalized um, later on. All right, let's go on to episode six, Chameleon. Uh, impressions of the Chameleon as we are introduced to the Chameleon bot. I'm glad to see Jack Spicer be real competent in this episode. Like, he makes something that works exactly like design. Mm-hmm. Also, in most kids shows that I've watched where there's a villain set up, they always, always lose. But I love that in this show, it's a nice back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're actually competing against one another for these Dengar moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also get to see Heroes Reset, too, and how they want to go against. So there's a lot of good in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I still like it. I think I prefer the other three this week more, but I still I still like this episode. So, Kearney, your thoughts on uh, episode six? It's a good one. Um, I like uh, the changing chopsticks are finally getting some respect. <laughs> those came in clutch so much in the show, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I love how at the beginning he's like up in the robot's nose, like working on its brain. And we was like, what is that rack? And he's like, oh, it's this, uh, my theme song. He's like, what? I, I can't stand this. He's like, well, I'm working on like a techno remix if uh, you want to hear that. Uh, Jack Spice just seems like a dude I would hang out with if it wasn't for, you know, him being evil, extremely immature, and having like visible anger issues, you know? <laughs> that, that kind of reminds me of uh, Black Panther where, um, where Martin freeman's character i can't remember everett ross i believe yeah is talking to claw and claw's like actually we've got a mixtape that we put on soundcloud you want to hear it (laughs) yeah that yeah i do love when villains just have their own techno evil remixes so you think jack spicer would have a soundcloud nowadays probably nowadays yeah unfortunately back in the early 2000s not so much but no, I definitely think it would be SoundCloud because he'd be using the tech that's, like, a little bit outdated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like flying away from a battle being like, I got you, Dragon Warriors. Also, like, if you want to check out my SoundCloud, I'll drop you on Instagram. <laughs> As all and, SoundCloud rappers do. And I could see, like, I could totally see them then just really digging his music and just listening to it randomly in future episodes. <laughs> Like, yeah. Damn, this is straight fire, but I don't think I can support the guy in good conscience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and I think the chameleon bot is a really clever idea that Jack has. Obviously, it works out. So I mean, um, I mean, we can definitely talk about how obvious the chameleon bot is, but it's also a kids show. So I have to, uh, I have to remember that that like, it's probably super obvious for kids watching, so they know that this is not the real Kimiko, but. This is also an idea that's been a lot of times, like the doppelganger. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, this is also an older show, so it's hard for me to know if this is like at this point cliche, or if it's so early on it's becoming a cliche. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're totally right. The the change is very very obvious. Um, I like that uh, uh, that homing catches on though, even though 
that others don't. Like, someone should get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Kearney, I know you said you had a defense before we hit record, so... Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe my friends are just, like, bad people, but if one of them started walking up to me and saying weird shit like that, I would have been like, dude, why are you doing this bit? I don't understand why this is funny. And it's kind of gone about my day until things, like, you know, progressed to a really bad place. I mean, that's fair. I also just wouldn't ever expect they've been replaced by a robot. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. is true. So I guess we can understand Ramuno and Clay just being like, you know, she's just acting weird because, like, yeah, you, you really you wouldn't, really wouldn't think about <laughs> your friends being robots, actually. So Yeah, Occam's Razor would say that Kimiko's just being... A little bit extra today. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the virus that Raimundo had in Kimiko, that's a good, like, little tiny plot device that they then use in a very meaningful way. I thought that was good spelling. Yeah, I can agree with that. And, like, I, I mean, it's very... They do this a lot in this show, I think. I mean, we've seen it where they'll have something in the beginning of the episode and it ends up panning out in the end of the episode, so... I, they do a good job of that in this show, I think. Um, uh, then uh, I think we should definitely talk about... Oh, well, so the other only Shengan Wu that we got that was new is the Helmet of John. Um, and that's going to come in play a uh, little bit later. I mean, we might be talking about that as soon as next week. But uh, what, do you guys, what are your guys' thoughts on the Helmet of John? I mean, if you got tight sense like Almi, you don't need that helmet. Yeah, evidently not. <laughs> if you can yeah. see what, what cup the candy's in without opening your eyes, you're set, dog. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> Raimundo trying to trick Omi with the candy under the cup, is, or the cards, is is pretty fun, too. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, and I, 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 um, the Helmet of John, again, is gonna come into play, uh, I think, as, as early as next week, so... We'll talk about that another time. And they allude to it at the end of this episode with Uya being like, uh, you know, the helmet of John, soon Mala Mala John will be, will rise again. And Jack's like, what is Mala Mala John? And she's like, you know, all all things in good time. So. Um, all right. Uh, and then Jack's stealing the Shangon Wu in that case. Again, it, it's really, really cool to see the bad guy that just... <laughs> because he can and like this whole plan works and uh stealing the shangan we except for the mantis flip coin is pretty cool to put our heroes in uh a bit of a pickle so why doesn't he get the mantis flip coin though because they need one woo to try to come back i don't know <laughs> guess so <laughs> i just didn't have time for it i guess i <laughs> forgot i mean there's a bunch of stuff there also, Jack's stupid. <laughs> it is hard to keep track of all the Shangon Wu that have been found. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think it might have been an animation goof because one of the Wu that Jack picks up when he's stealing is not one that we've seen. <laughs> oh, really? Which one does he pick? It was like a brown. It it was similar to what we see from the Falcon's Eye in the next episode, but it was a little bit differently designed. Maybe um, that alludes to the fact that there you do stuff that we see, don't see up off screen. Yeah, I mean that that's very possible. Um, I I can buy that. So I um I also buy that the monks um had other Shangon that they've already pretend. <laughs> yeah, I, I can buy that. I mean, I could I can definitely buy that Master Fun and Dojo might have just like uh grabbed grabbed Wu beforehand, like before they got the monks. So um. But, uh, all right, and then uh, funniest lines. I mean, the techno music line is good. Uh, Ramundo saying, I should have caught it at Nifty. Um, and, uh, I don't know, the Tiger Instincts, <laughs> definitely the one where uh, no, Omi's like, oh, no, I actually just guessed, and then you get the great animation gif. Yeah, that part's great because, like, earlier in the episode, someone, like, kicks the robot and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> And this time, Omi just flies out and just smokes it. So that's how you know he had to hit it really hard. So if he had to hit Kimiko, like, her spine would be, like, in a couple pieces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I do like that he just guesses though instead of having this whole uh, she's this one because of this random reason that's never been explained before this point like they do in other things <laughs> um, the, okay during Tiger thing at the beginning of the episode um, Omi the monkey staff is like instant monkey mm-hmm. which is different than Jack Spicer progressively getting more and more uh, like a monkey he has it yeah, I don't know if maybe because Omi said its name and like if you don't say its name and you're just holding on to it, it's a slower process. I don't know. That's what I gathered. Maybe that Omi just instantly turned into a monkey because of um, because of saying its name and using it. So, um, but I mean that Wu training scene that built up the tiger instincts was pretty cool too. So, yeah, I I love Omi this episode. He's just on it everywhere, and it's not, he's not even arrogant or schlaffy about it, he just is good. Yeah. And that, that makes him a fun character. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, the him just saying I'm good when, because he knows Raymundo's not gonna, with the Tangle Web comb, he knows Raymundo's not gonna be able to get him. <laughs> so, um, Kearney, you got any funny lines from episode six? I think I got everything out already. Okay. Um, all right, let's go to episode seven, Reign of the Nine Dragons. Um, this is a really fun episode. I mean, particularly we'll talk about that snowboarding challenge showdown that is like probably one of the best in the show. Um, and uh, honestly, just having clones of Omi um, and Omi learning an important lesson from this. I mean, it, it's 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 a fun episode. There's some fun stuff from it. So. Yeah, things this just help to remind us that these are, in fact, children. Mm-hmm. Like, Omi's directly disobeying because he wants so badly to do this thing with no thoughts of the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I uh, just... Oh, also, like, at the beginning, him doing the different things, it seems like he's really good at all things that he's doing. So I wonder if there's anything Omi is bad at other than <laughs> social skill. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I it, it's it's pretty interesting to see that he's just yeah magically good at everything that they're teaching him. But I mean, that a lot of a lot more time than we realize could have passed at this point, or not maybe not a lot, but like more time than we realize. Sure. So, Kearney, your your impressions of uh, episode seven? Um, it's good. The highlights definitely the showdown at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, there's also like the. Omi equivalent of like Donut Drake from Uncharted. Like, <laughs> just balloons up. And people notice, but they don't really say anything. Like you would if you actually saw your friend gain like 30 pounds. Okay. Mm. Okay, but like, there's the difference between gaining instantly and gaining over the course of a month. If my friend, if I just saw them like two minutes ago and then they come back and all of a sudden they're giant, like, what happened? It's all the cookie dough overnight, man. (laughs) This is how we know that they. I don't like. Want to make assumptions about the cuisine of the temple? We know that they make cookies, which I would not have guessed. I figured it was a lot of like rice and fish and you know vegetables. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At least they're treated a bit. Um, Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the Omi clones. Uh, so let, let's get into that with the Shangon Wu. So the Reign of Nine Dragons and the Falcon's Eye. So um, Falcon's Eye is, eh, it's just, it's not as interesting. Um, uh, the Reign of the Nine Dragons, though, I mean, is a pretty interesting Wu, again, with some consequences with it. Um, and uh, the Omi clones is are pretty funny. Um, so... Uh, we get a lot of good scenes from it and a lot of uh, some quotable lines so that we'll get to, but your guys' thoughts. Yeah, I, I really like that they give the more powerful Shangon Wu's backs as well. It mm-hmm. keeps any one from being, like, way overpowered. Mm-hmm. Also, this was just fun to watch. This whole episode with Omi, I, I really enjoyed. Um, and then he, like, 
gets back into his right self again at the end and still loses. And that's great because it's realistic because you don't, don't always have the happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, Kearney, your, thought, or, uh, your thoughts on the Reign of Nine Dragons and Falcon's Eye? Yeah, well, going off of what JJ said, like, I think it's cool that, I don't know, at this point, at the end of this episode, they've taken, like, a lot of L's in a row, and they're pretty much mm-hmm. emptied out of Shang Gong Wu. And I, I'm a sucker for consistency in shows like this, so the fact that they actually keep that role in, like, really does it for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, um, in that in the first episode where Omi wins the the showdown despite like having a massive disadvantage it's kind of like it doesn't sit right with me how he should have lost but in this one you know he does lose mm-hmm. as he should have you know even though he came really close to winning serendipitously mm-hmm. but yeah yeah totally agree um and like you know, they could have easily had him all of a sudden win, but I, I like that they didn't. It, it would have defeated the purpose of the lesson that he learned by the end of the episode, so. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll get to some funny lines in a moment uh, with the clones particularly. Um, but, I mean, a- anything else on the snowboarding showdown in, in particular? It felt like a Mario Kart level. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like the beginning of the animated Grinch, where he's, like, up on that. <laughs> All those hills are, like, so weirdly shaped. Yeah. Yeah, I... We know that the Grinch takes place in the Shaolin Showdown universe. <laughs> and he's in the middle of a Shaolin Showdown. With Whoville? <laughs> this would be that Whoville is, like, right over yonder. Yeah, so, uh, little, uh, what, Betty, Betty Hulu or whatever is... <laughs> In a showdown with the Grinch. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know if I don't even know what to make out of that dog. <laughs> I don't know either. So I don't know. I challenge you to a challenge showdown. My roast beast against your dog with an antler strap. <laughs> I I'd buy that. I I, I definitely watch that. <laughs> I like. How, I do. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I do wonder, I might have missed this earlier, but for the Shaolin Clown, do you have to use the um, Shango that you are waiting Because if not, it's why not wager the Shango that, like, you want less? Like, I can see the Ring of Nine Dragons being all the times. Yeah, I, I think... I think you'd... Um, you don't have to use it. I mean, um, technically, Omi didn't even use it in the showdown, aside from the clones being on the sidelines and then combining back into one. Um, so I don't. I don't think. I don't think you actually have to use it in the showdown. Um, but um, not that I can remember from it. Maybe if we, when we get back to the later seasons. Uh, Let me rephrase. Are you allowed to use other Shang-Gong Wu? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um. So you're technically not allowed to. Um, I know in later, I do know in later episodes, there's stuff that some of the bad guys do that is technically against the rules. I'll say. Well, Jack Spicer has been like openly cheating this whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he really leans into that angle. Yeah, I mean, he, again, he said this this week, this episode, that he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm uh, time to cheat now." Like, okay, it, I. I don't know if Obi's cheating or not when he goes, hug. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, Jack Spicer could have walked around him. Yeah, but it's funny, though. Honestly, um, I don't know. My okay. my my favorite quote is, uh, you know, Jack's like, hey, do you accept this showdown? And he's like, you're a funny man. I like cake. <laughs> I like how Jack gets, like, really uncomfortable around Obi's <laughs> Bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh 
big noise. Hi, Omi. And then just gets rained on by snow and Omis. Um, any other funny lines from episode seven? Who need to search for the 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 thing? <laughs> the thing. The thing. <laughs> Ooh, pretty. No, have to find the thing. Ooh, pretty. Just nothing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um. All right, and this is the first time we also see how angry Master Fun can get too. Yeah, that was spooky. What the hell did they make? that got that many dishes dirty or are they just that behind on doing the dishes like they need a chore system or something yeah i mean we know that they're trying to get out of doing their chores continuously from last week where they're trying to make bets to avoid it um but um yeah i mean i guess when you have yeah, when, when you have four children and, like, a bunch of elderly monks and a talking magical dragon, you have a lot of food to make. Seems like they might have a magic system, or at least a dishwasher, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They have electricity there. I mean, they have Wi-Fi, apparently, because Kimiko's able to use her technology. Well, yeah, and she, she's able to use it every episode, so they've got to have some sort of electricity. I'm saying she has a solar panel, solar panel, excuse me, and a really good antenna, and like, <laughs> you know, 5G. So she's giving them all brain cancer, but they won't figure that out for another decade. Kimmy Cook got 5G back in 2000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, I mean, uh, uh, Kimiko, um, well, I mean, it reminds me of um, Doctor Strange with Mordo being like, uh, the Wi-Fi password is Shambhala. We're not savages. Oh, speaking of things that remind me of other things, the last episode when Jack Spicer takes Kimiko back to his lair gave me real strong Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Perry the Platypus vibes. (laughs) It's so good. Your timing, of course, is impeccable, and by impeccable, of course, I mean completely impeccable. <laughs> um, Jackpot, innator, innator. <laughs> That's why I would love to see Jack Spicer and Dr. Doofenshmirtz, like, meet up. <laughs> like, have a crossover between Challenge Showdown and Phineas and Verb. Spicer, even corporate. <laughs> Like, I do not think they would get along initially. I don't think so either. Never old man. Like, no, I, they'd be very competitive at first, I think. Oh, yeah, they would. <laughs> um, but I think it'd be a really entertaining time, honestly. Um, uh, but, oh, I also missed an, a quote from the sixth episode, which is, uh, Hunky Jack Spicer, I accept your challenge. <laughs> don't you mean like Jack this? Spicer. Does and, hun- and then Dojo's like, I'm not up on the slang, but Hunky's still me. <laughs> dreamy. Yeah. yeah, dreamy, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So, is Omi secretly crushing on Jack Spicer? Is that what we make of that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Wait, did Kimiko say that? Yeah, it was, it was Kimiko as the chameleon bot, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, well, Jack seems to be secretly crushing on Kimiko, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's pretty overt about that. Yeah. Do you think that he hangs out with the Kimiko bot a lot? Or <laughs> I mean, yeah, he doesn't really have friends, so it seems like he would hang out with Chameleon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He could take place of any figure that like he feels like he needs in life. Right. And like, uh, he definitely made the chameleon to like help him win Shengong Wu, but I wonder if the technology was originally from like his companion piece, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I mean, he, yeah, he has, like JJ said, he has no friends. His parents, like, neglect him because they're rich. And, I mean, so, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've gotten past verse seven. Let's get to the final episode of this week. Episode eight, Night of the Sapphire Dragon. And this is probably, this might be one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. Um, I, like, it might be the, it might honestly be my favorite episode of at least season one, um, but it's close, I think, between a couple of them. But I, I really enjoyed this episode. I like this kind of... It's sort of like the Halloween episode of, a, of Shaolin Showdown. Um, yeah. And I always... I don't know. I always like the thing of like, oh, everybody, every character is getting killed off one by one or, you know, taken out one by one. I always like that, so... 
it's a mongoose. Um, <laughs> I really like the dojo focus. Like, yeah. I didn't expect an episode where it was just all about mojo, and then we get one, and I love it. So, like, there's nothing wrong with this episode at all, except maybe that they should have done something even more secure for the Sapphire Dragon at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that comes back. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, <laughs> from that, but um, yeah, I agree. They should have made it more secure. But Kearney, your thoughts on the episode? Yeah, um, I totally forgot this was like a dojo kind of episode. I you gotta love the end where he does like the the animation for for Soot. <laughs> yes, like that. Uh, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing, and. uh Oh, that whole volcano sequence at the beginning, that was just, like, slick all the way through. Good yeah. music, like... Uh, I think this whole episode great. even yeah. had... I mean, I think this show in general, but I think this episode had some really great music. I mean, even when the Sapphire Dragon makes them all the zombies and then, like, Dojo's running away from zombies, you have some great music there, too. Yeah. Oh, I love Dojo's, like, running animation. Even though he doesn't have legs, <laughs> he's, like, his arm. It's so stupid, but... <laughs> <laughs> the, the bump not to rag on the animation because most of this episode is really really good mm-hmm. um but like the bump on his head i never understood that stick in cartoons where it's just like the giant goose egg because I, I get it like an over exaggeration of things but mm-hmm. at the same time to me that just seems so unrealistic yeah it, it is but i mean that a lot of cartoons do it <laughs> or most cartoons yeah, do it I honestly mean- so is a giant sapphire dragon turning you and your friends into precious stones. Okay, listen, some things, like, some things are cool, but some things are not. I mean, hey, um, uh, I mean, we should all be sapphire because the sapphire dragon broke the fourth wall and turned us all to sapphire. <laughs> okay, that was really cool where Dojo comes out of the screen and hides under the animation panel. That's like, so good. What other secret powers that Dojo has? You gotta love it. Dojo, Dojo, and Deadpool. Like, <laughs> I feel like they could hang out. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's Wayne Knight. I feel like Wayne Knight would hang out with Ryan Reynolds. So. Yeah, I feel like Deadpool would totally just make Dojo his steed, but they'd be like a, a like a two creature duo, like both kick butt. That'd be um, awesome. Honestly, we're we're thinking up some. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we're thinking up some more crossovers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Clay's um, just weird southern comparison lines in this episode. Yeah. Like, uh, you're as springy as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, we get a lot more Clay uh, metaphors as the show goes on, too, but those these are always fun. <laughs> sauce falls into the volcano and just like explodes like i don't know what was in there but probably wouldn't have that kind of effect (laughs) hey it's a texas tinhorn pappy's sizzling salsa sauce (laughs) we don't know it's the moonshine of hot sauces gotta be something in there give it that kick i mean um yeah, I mean, I love the, I love at the end where it's just like the, where Dojo pretends to be like the, um, uh, ranger or cowboy, uh, in a Texas standoff and he drinks the hot sauce and you just get the fire just coming out. Like that is a really funny animation. Yeah. It all it looks good too. Um, yeah. Also the couple pieces up to it where he's just jumping into the rooms looking for the sapphire dragon and just. Um, that also seems really funny and realistic. Like, I feel like if I were ever in that type of situation, I would just make a total ass of myself by do things like that. Yeah, I mean, um, and I, I don't know. It was a, it, it was just a really fun episode. Um, um, I guess uh, funniest lines or funniest moments. I mean, I still think it's funny to. Um, when they're looking at the Sapphire Dragon in the scroll and Ramundo's just like, uh, like, uh, yeah, the, the kids at the playground, the old lady down the street, your neighbor, like, 
I, I, yeah. I don't know I don't know if Tom Kenny improved that, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um so, um I don't know, that's good. Um there's what definitely some other was kind of weird was uh that they talked about forgetting the scroll. Yeah. Like they never bring the scroll to find Shangong. They they always look at it beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. It was like, okay, well, wait. Did you not? Did you guys not look at what Shengan Bu activated and what you're going after beforehand? I don't know. That that was that was interesting to me. How they just didn't figure that out. But um, <laughs> but hey, we got a really fun, suspenseful episode out of it. Then, uh, I mean, I guess as suspenseful as Shaolin Showdown can be, but a, a good episode for Dojo's character. So. Yeah. Um. um. I've mentioned like being really liking how Kimiko's outfit changes every episode and some bangers like this one in particular like ah oh, that design is so good for real. What the one from this episode where she has yeah, like the there, well the beginning where they're in the volcano. Yeah yeah yeah. I pulled it up while we were talking. Her hair's like green, I think. Yeah, with like yeah with like ribbons and then she has like the panda faces on her fingernails. That only yeah, thinks are smiley faces. Also, uh, also Raimundo's eye popping out, like, if someone didn't bring the, <laughs> if someone didn't forget to bring the Shengan Wu scroll. Um, any, any other funny lines or moments? Uh, I like, uh, when Master Feng goes, I must assemble the Elder Monks into the meditation chamber. It just sounds like what I would say as code for my friends and I are going to go hang out in the garage and smoke weed. <laughs> well, ended up doing them because they end, then all just got turned into Sapphire while hanging out. Yeah. Um, which is interesting that it happened, like, basically right before Imundo, Omi, and Dojo got in there. Like, <laughs> like all because, like, that's how it looked to be, that they just, all that they got there just, like, a second too late. Um, I could definitely see the 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 monks being big potheads in dojo too, for sure. <laughs> Do, would would Omi? I, I don't even know. I mean, o, well, Omi ingested lipstick, so I can't really. <laughs> I don't think Omi would. I think he too much. Like, no, I can't have something like that that's going to mess with the clarity of my mind. I just imagine, like, Ramundo sparking one up and I'm being like, what is this mysterious plant you are inhaling? He's like, buzz off, loser. <laughs> You're not cool enough to hit this, Jay. <laughs> I must know the meaning of, you know how he talks? Yeah, I, 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 I person owe me, it's, like, kind of racist. Okay, but, I mean, yeah. that is kind of how he talks, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's also a cartoon character, so. I don't know. It's just yeah. Like a day and age for that kind of thing. I, I I still, even though it is it is kind of racist. I mean I, <laughs> I mean I think Tara Strong does a good job with what they wanted for the character, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean I always, <laughs> I can get why she probably doesn't. Um, because I I've I've seen like people be like, oh, what is Tara Strong's best voice role? And I'm like, I thought Omi was really good, but now I understand why. She doesn't like get put up there. Why Omi doesn't get put up there is one of her best voice roles, probably. Yeah. So, all right. Um. Oh, and then the other the ending line of Dojo being like, "Hey, what about gas? I ate a can of beans and bam." Fart jokes for the win, baby. Yeah. Um. Fart jokes. All we need now is kicking nuts jokes, and then I'll be a complete cartoon. <laughs> oh man all right well um jj did you want to make predictions because i still think kearney knows what happened i'm pretty sure kearney knows what happens uh through the rest of season one so i guess if you wanted to make your predictions for what is going to happen next week i mean i i don't know about next week because now it feels like we're just into a development of little plot points that are going to show up later on in the show. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the next few episodes are going to bring in more new things that then will become bigger pieces later. So the predictions I've kind of made throughout this podcast episode, 
I feel like are going to take effect way later. Mm-hmm. I do think at some point we're going to see Master Fong just kick ass, though, and I'm ready for it. When that happens, like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's I guess, uh, any nerdy news real quick before we close out? Um, not nerdy news, and this may be pretty late, but I did see something on Screen Rant about a Hocus Pocus 2 coming out and starting filming. I'd say that qualifies as nerdy news, but that, that that's that's cool. So, Dude, I just watched that for the first time this past, like, October, and wow, <laughs> that's a really, like, that's a good-ass movie. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, uh, my my nieces watch uh, watched Hocus Pocus as well this past October when they visited, so I got to see it for like the first time as well. So really, yeah. So it, it's a good movie for sure. Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town are like some of the best family Halloween movies. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town. Um saw and <laughs> yeah saw totally best kids movie i've ever seen first things i'm gonna show my kids god i saw saw 2 when i was like eight. Oh my god well I hey never understand people like you well hey if I, you <laughs> it was not a good decision and i do not like horror movies i know that because i i mean i got you to watch the first scream with me in freshman year See, but there's a difference between something like Scream, something like Saw. Yeah. Scream is very campy and meant to have humor in it, too. Um, yeah. But, and I could also, uh, I could watch for a film about, like, a supernatural thing more easily than about a human killer, because that just seems too realistic. Right. That's true. Um... Like, The Purge freaks me out. Cause oh, yeah. It's a creepy reflection of our, of our society. I've never watched a Purge movie, so... Um. There's nothing scarier than someone breaking into your house, like, in my opinion. That's as, like, real as it gets. Yeah. Well, and the fact that literally they're just like, okay, yeah, uh, all laws are uh, are made, like, you can break lo- any law you want now. Like, everything's legal. <laughs> like, that's scary as shit. Yep. Um, so... Um, tax fraud out here, fucking burning, burning garbage, <laughs> violating uh, zoning laws. I'm <laughs> just building an addition to my house and <laughs> to my neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah. You know, wait, wait for Pern then to speed, uh, speed mods on your house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, if you've read the theory for Saw, though, of it technically could be a family movie if the theory is true that Kevin McAllister became uh, Jigsaw. <laughs> Okay, I don't think that makes it a family movie. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm teach these guys the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> you weren't appreciating the holiday season enough, so I, I, I sawed your arms off. <laughs> but, you, but you passed the trap, so you can go to the hospital now. I mean, I will in, never forget the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> I mean, for real, uh, Harry and Marv should have been dead from a bunch of what Kevin set out for them. So, dude, you should um, you, after this, you should YouTube Home Alone with Blood. It's uh, <laughs> no. it's that concept. I Made mean, do a couple short videos. It's really good. <laughs> I actually need to watch that. Instead, I I watched uh, Home Alone, but with Bully McGuire. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my friend sent me a, a Spider-Man. Is it one of the Spider-Man movies where he comes back and his mom's like, how is therapy? Um, that doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't remember that. And This will make more sense when I, I DM it to you. Yeah, just send it to me. Um, uh, one other thing that did come up today, I saw um, along the lines of holiday movies. Uh, Tim Allen has set her turn as Santa Claus in a uh, new Santa Claus movie. Wow. Everything's getting rebooted. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently it's supposed to be like he's trying to find his replacement as Santa Claus, which makes sense because obviously Tim Allen's old. So, and I mean, we didn't we didn't need. <laughs> 
Fort Santa Claus movie, but <laughs> I guess, sure, that can be a plot of the new one. <laughs> um, all right, um, so I guess now we can close out with our favorite line. Um, I already said what mine was at the top of the episode from episode five, so... I'm gonna go with just the overall every uh, metaphor that they uses. <laughs> like a room <laughs> full of rocking chairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, Kearney, your, your line? Oh, I mean, it's fitting because uh, my friend's turning 23 today, so in a little bit I'm gonna go assemble the elders to the meditation chamber. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try to figure out what's up with this sapphire dragon. We burn some sense <laughs> all right well on that note if you don't mind me i'm going to try my hand at some goo zombies too hey. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week on uh part three of our shallon showdown podcast on the tribe of nerds <laughs>